Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Welcome back to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. As we record this today, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. For most of us, life feels anything but normal right now. Work schedules and locations have changed. Kids are home from school and activities. Many of us participate in worship from our own homes in the physical presence of only our immediate families. And besides pandemics, we all live through very difficult times and difficult experiences from time to time. Natural disasters, deaths, illnesses, and family crises can pull the rug out from under us. So in this episode, we're going to share some ideas to help you maintain sexual intimacy when life goes topsy-turvy. So ladies, how is this all going for you right now? What kinds of restrictions do you have that might affect your sex life either now or in a different season of life? Uh, yeah, so for me, my whole schedule and situation have changed. Uh, my office is on work from home, so I'm at my dining room table every day instead of my office. And uh, one of my young adult sons is working from home. My husband's still going to his office. Uh, but everything feels, yeah, like you said, topsy-turvy. It's just, uh, I haven't adjusted yet to the new normal. It's very odd and disconcerting. I'm sad to say that my life has not changed a whole lot, which makes me think, like, what kind of lame life have I been living <laughs> until now? <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, I'm already kind of introverted and uh, work from home. And so much of what I do is sitting here in my home office and being on my screen. At the same time, uh, life around me has changed quite a bit. Um, and I just can't go places and do things like I used to. And we've had to think about um, securing supplies and fitting that into the schedule and making sure that we just keep everything very clean. So I just, I mean, to me, it's been little disturbances, but there are now some worries because my son currently has a fever that we're tracking and my husband is a type 1 diabetic and his insulin pump just stopped working and the healthcare system has been responsive but not at the pace that they normally would be to deal with that. He's fine, but we're having to kind of do some stopgap measures till everything can get worked out. My life hasn't changed radically either. Uh, we do have a couple of house guests. Family has come to self-isolate with us, and we haven't had extended, extra extended people in the house in about four years. So this has been interesting. We did manage to find some alone time, which was it. It, it entailed turning up the radio in the main living area really loud and turning on a radio in our room and this then just pretending there was no one else in the house. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm not leaving the house. I went to the grocery and it was an interesting dance that all these other shoppers played. You could just watch 
everyone was avoiding each other going down you know going around things that you wouldn't have necessarily done with your carts prior to this just for social distancing um you know and and a lot of us a lot of the other shoppers and I we laughed about it but you know it is it is very disconcerting as that was the word Gage used and I would say that my anxiety I I do have some low grade anxiety and it's it's there it's present yeah, I live in a state with a stay-at-home order right now, and my husband and I live with his elderly father-in-law. So we are very concerned about what comes into the house. It affects my just baseline stress level. But I have to think, Gay, this is horrible, but you mentioned using your dining room table, and I think, well, gosh, if you're having to work from your dining room table, you can't just clear it off and have sex there, can you? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> I brought those two big monitors home from work. They take up a lot of space. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the ways that sex is affected by difficult times like this. You know, right now, gay, your dining room table's not available. I don't know if that actually is a problem for you. And Bonnie, you mentioned your anxiety, but you know, what else, what are some other ways we are affected? And even thinking about non-pandemic circumstances when life gets weird. You know, I keep thinking about all of those people out there who suddenly have kids at home 24-7. For me, I would love to say that I was that mom who homeschooled and did crafts with her kid and loved <laughs> baking recipes. And we just enjoyed every single moment together. <laughs> but, but that would not be accurate at all okay like that is that is not accurate so um it was just and I just want to say to any mom out there who's dealing with that like it's okay you love your kids just because you're not built to homeschool and do crafts with your kids all day long does not mean that you do not love your kids you love your kids but you really did like sending them to school every day <laughs> and now you can't and that is a challenge both to you and your stress level and your stress level can affect your ability to um, just be present during intimacy and it also just affects your time it just there's just a lot there and for me the the thing that I can most relate to what's happening now is post-hurricane because I live in the Texas Gulf Coast. And sometimes after a hurricane, you are stuck at home. A lot of businesses are closed. Um, you are thinking a lot about how to get your next meal. Will the stuff in your refrigerator last or whatever? And uh, schools are closed. And so that is the most analogous situation to me. And when that all happens your your time is really disturbed. You just both have a lack of time and you have higher stress. I just, I will say I've noticed that there can also be an upside, but now I am saying this as someone who does not have young children, at <laughs> but because you're not going, running, 
you know, keeping a schedule like the one you had before, there can actually be a little bit like I've noticed that in some ways I feel more relaxed, even though I'm stressed about the situation. You know, I'm just not going. I'm not leaving my house every day. I'm not going to meetings. I'm not going to work. And so there's a certain amount of time saved that you can go, oh, maybe I actually would have time to take a bath or maybe I actually would have time to do this workout. I think it, I know that's harder if you have young kids. But on the other hand, you're not going to soccer practice and scouts and youth mm-hmm. group and so, no bake sales, no bake sales, you know. So there may be some time you can salvage for yourself and your marriage and your sex life. That's a wonderful silver lining. And I love seeing silver linings, but, but I'm going to go down a different path. Stress. <laughs> Great class. Oh, I know there's another path. Here they come. Here, yeah, I know. No, I, I, I shouldn't stray, but I am. Um, stress just can really t- take the wind out of your sexual interest. And I, and it, and in difficult times, I think it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, um, the Bible says there's going to be times when you can both mutually decide that you can take time for fasting and prayer. And, you know, this is a time when there's a lot of prayer needed. So um, I think it's okay if you mutually decide that, hey, this is really stressful right now. And um, let's support each other in different ways. If you mutually decide. One of the things that, um, is difficult for me is anytime I'm in a situation where I'm kind of taking on extra emotional labor. Um, so, you know, when we've been through stressful situations, when I had kids at home, I was always worried about how they were coping with grief or whatever. When we lost a family member, I, I was concerned about how they were doing. And even right now, I'm constantly paying attention to how my husband's doing, how my father-in-law is doing, because I want to make sure that I'm caring for them in in some different ways. And there's just this extra emotional energy that's required. And that affects my sexual interest. It affects my ability to respond. If I just decide, okay, I guess I'm interested. It just, it makes everything harder for me. I also just want to recognize that there are some people who have um, health challenges right now to their sex life and there are things that maybe would be normally dealt with just fine, but it's harder now to deal with that because um, healthcare resources have been redirected to dealing with this global pandemic. And so, you know, maybe you had an appointment with the gynecologist and that's been put off. Maybe, you know, you normally get a certain prescription and you can't get a hold of your doctor to get that. And so there are just those kinds of challenges with that, like that's, you know, when I talked about the hurricane thing, post hurricane, that is one of the things that we always have to think about is, do we have the supplies for my husband's diabetes to make it through whatever time that we can't get things? And, you know, I think about all the people who are out there doing the healthcare work right now and working in the grocery stores so that the rest of us can function. But for them, they're taking on additional physical stress, emotional stress, and they're concerned about taking things home to their, you know, virus home to their families. And so there are some couples who I'm sure their sex life is affected because one or both of them works out in the, with the public and 
there's concern about contact and mm-hmm. you know you can't socially distance yourself and your family but it certainly is going to be a factor in thinking about how much cuddle time you really mm-hmm. want to do and all that extra work means exhaustion as well yes. you just mm-hmm. don't have the physical energy to have the sex life okay bonnie i know you know the answer to this but can you tell me like cortisol is a stress hormone that's going to be yes. firing for a lot of people now it can is. you can you talk about how that dampens cortisol actually uses the same building blocks that testosterone uses so when your um, fight or flight response goes into gear which is basically what we're all experiencing right now because it is a crisis um, you're 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 working at a heightened awareness and your cortisol is firing up and that will because cortisol uses the same building blocks as testosterone you're going to have less testosterone in your body what are some things we can do to address these challenges and try to maintain a sex life when life is so difficult? Let's see. What can you do sexually from six feet away? <laughs> you can do a strip Without a dining room table. <laughs> no kidding. Married dance might have something. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think the starting point for me always is doing some things to take care of yourself. You know, I'm going to say that, right? I mean, people who are stuck yes. at home <laughs> have to get, the, you know, you've got to be getting out of the house. You've got to be getting some natural light. I don't mean out of the house, you know, around people, but anywhere you can go and get natural light and fresh air, that you're still social distancing, that you're walking, that you're moving, you know, that you're taking time to do things to reduce your stress level, that you're trying to eat a healthy diet, even though, of course, it's so tempting just to eat sugar and junk and comfort food, you know, because it reduces that stress temporarily. But, you know, wine, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, but as just to really be intentional as much as you can about taking care of yourself as just like kind of a baseline thing that you can then operate from to to work on your sex life yeah and you know we were just talking about that cortisol that stress hormone and gay you're gonna love this good Yes, because with the fight or flight response, your body is gearing up for action. Mm -hmm. You know, your blood is going to your heart and to your brain. And it's actually taking blood away from your sexual organs because sexual organs aren't involved in keeping you alive. So that's what fight or flight does. It wants to keep you alive. Anyways, it's ready for activity. And the best way to burst that cortisol is exercise. There you go. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Boom. <laughs> One of the things that I've been talking with a friend recently is that when you're going through a time like this, sometimes you just have to say it's okay to just make do and you do what you can. And it's not the time to worry about whether you're trying to maintain your usual routine of sex. You just do what you can, even if it's not what you would prefer. I do think there's a lot of kind of stopgap measures that you could do in here in the sense that you, you know, a quickie is maybe what you get in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, maybe you also invest more in flirtation and just kind of overall sexuality, maybe more than the actual 
encounters. You may not be able to complete things, but you can keep kind of your sexual flirtation alive on an anticipation of when you can do something. Also, if you are home and you might look at some different times, maybe you have been unable to have sex except in the evenings after your kids go to bed. Well, maybe now you need to get a little more creative. Maybe if everybody's home, you could actually try a nooner or something like that. So just kind of getting more creative. Also in my house, a lot of the conversation between me and my husband has revolved around the current situation and that's stressful. And so we've had to make an intentional effort to discuss things that are not that so that we can just foster our, our relationship and we can feel close on other things. And so that every conversation is not about the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> There's actually just some connecting with, Hey, I'm me and you're you and let's hang out. That's actually kind of where we're headed next is to talk about some things that we can do to nurture our non-sexual intimacy so that when sex is ready to happen, we're ready for it to happen. So what are some other things we can do? You know, laughter is a great way to bust up that cortisol uh, molecule as well. So not just exercising, but laughter. And so I think you can you can nurture your non-sexual intimacy by watching funny videos together. Or if your husband is really punny, like mine is, laugh because sometimes sometimes he'll make a joke and I you know I I smile and I nod but you know what go ahead and laugh get some get some oxygen even if it's a fake laugh I think it still helps so so finding something funny okay I I do admit to sharing funny memes that have come up with all of this stuff happening because people have been very creative and funny in the midst of crisis Mm -hmm. and so there's been a lot of funny stuff out there and I will say um the, you know, economy is not doing well right now. And, uh, and he actually said, and I thought this was so funny, because I was like, look, the economy is rough. But there are some silver lines, linings here. My silver lining is that my husband said, I can't afford to commit you. (laughs) (laughs) When I did something, and I was like, for me, I can be as crazy as I want. I can't go anywhere. (laughs) I want to suggest the importance of physical touch, even if it's non-sexual, you know, sitting side by side, holding hands, uh, sleeping naked. Even if you know sex isn't going to happen, sleeping naked together so that you still have that physical contact with your husband in a way that you don't with anybody else. And I'd like to also suggest stopping and looking at each other in the eyes. I know Dave and I get really busy around here, even though we're stuck at home and we just don't take the time to stop and really look at each other. Yeah, I think, and you talked about the fight or flight response, Bonnie. And another thing that a lot of women do, in addition, is this response to tend and befriend. So in the, in crisis, a lot of times that's another thing that kind of pops in is this desire to tend to your offspring and to befriend those who are hurting. But sometimes we don't see our husband in the same way. We don't see him needing that same kind of care that we give to our kids or maybe an elderly person or a friend or whatever. And we should make sure we also kind of turn that tend and befriend also to our husband 
and um, reach out in those ways and kind of just check on each other and see how you're doing. Ask what they need. I mean, that's one of just the best things in any relationship is to say, hey, we respond to crisis a little different. We respond to stress a little different. Tell me what it is that would help you right now. And for some people, situations like this make them crave that sexual connection even more. And uh, Jay, you even have a post about how sex can help us cope when we're grieving about something. And, you know, I think that we need to also understand that, you know, for me, when I'm busy doing all that tending to others, that makes sexual interest more difficult for me. But that same kind of thing makes it increases my husband's sexual interest. So just acknowledging that there's a situation and, and being able to communicate about it has been really helpful for us. I was just going to mention that if, if woman does deal with anxiety to not live in the place of what if, um, it, then this may not build intimacy between you and your husband, but it's, it's going to put you in a place where you're less irritable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that might help, but to just to be present and not think too far ahead to the future and, um, and trust God and read your Bible and say some prayers when things get really anxious. Yeah. I was going to say, if this is not something that you have already been doing in marriage, this might be a good time to pray together, to just ask your husband, can, can we just say a prayer for everything that's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, ladies? Get lucky whenever and however you can. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes. And, you know, schedule it. Schedule it. And then schedule it. And if you are an anxious person, then you can kind of sort through your thoughts throughout the day and and bring your whole self to the occasion when it finally happens. One of the other things is whether you're scheduling or not. Um, but you're able to initiate sometimes doing things where you're sort of taking charge of the situation can help alleviate some of that anxiety too. So uh, if you're feeling very anxious, initiate sex frequently, unless that stresses you out too much. Then, don't. <laughs> But because we are at a time of a pandemic and we know a lot of our listeners are very concerned and facing some uncertain times right now, we would like to close this episode with a prayer. Bonnie. Sure. Uh, Would y'all just pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you on bended knee and we thank you for all the good things that are in our life. And those things are your love and community. We still have community, dear God, even though we are isolated and doing what we can to stay safe. But I want to pray over those who are fearful to know, to remind us that you are in control and you walk with us no matter what happens. Uh, Dear God, I just pray over all the marriages that are listening, that um, as, as tensions rise and as, and as illness may set in, dear God, we just pray for your protection and your strength and your immunity that um, you build immunity in the bodies, dear God. And, We just thank you so much for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com, where you can find show notes and links to resources. 
That's sexchat for for christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoyed our podcast, please take a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.